Welcome to Show Me the Mommy, the podcast where we explore the stories of local moms, business owners, and fascinating individuals in Southeast Missouri. We are your hosts, Laura, Rory, and Kelly. Join us as we engage in conversations that cover a variety of topics, from parenting to entrepreneurship and everything in between. This is Show Me the Mommy. Let's start with our next guest. Nicole Gaines is a dressmaker and seamstress, owner of Couché. She specializes in bridal and has an impressive resume that includes fashion weeks and her own fashion line. She's a mother of two and a wife. Hello, Nicole. Hello. Nicole, thanks for being here. Thank you for having so me. Good. <laughs> you guys all look so cute. Yeah. Oh, you're adorable. Thank you. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Well, she pretty much just gave you the rundown. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, be in, period. Episode complete. No. <laughs> but um, I feel like I'm mainly a seamstress, I would say. Every once in a while, I get a project that is, you know, makes me excited. And so I'll do like a custom dress or a custom veil or something like that. But I specialize in bridal. Um, I've done pretty much everything. I've done ready to wear. I've done... Um, whole couture where it's more like editorial style like looks um, everything but bridal is probably my favorite thing to do only because you know they care about what they're wearing yes <laughs> yeah. absolutely they're you know the brides are like oh like they're excited and you get to get excited with them every time and you can ask anybody that comes in my shop you know I'm silly and we get fun and crazy and they always leave excited Aww. and they know they know that they're in good hands, I would say. Good. And so I've, you I've have... had brides that have had you as a seamstress, okay. and you've had beautiful, beautiful work. I mean, do, they've every time they're getting dressed, they're like, do you know that we didn't even start like this? They're like, this has been <laughs> torn <laughs> apart. Like, Don't tell nobody. <laughs> yeah, it's been torn apart and made a brand new thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, gorgeous, gorgeous amazing. work. Gorgeous it's, work. I mean, and every time they're freaked out. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Here's the thing. Whatever it is, we'll just fix it. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. there's always a way to fix something. And that's just literally the mentality I've always had in my whole life. Like, there's always a way. Like, there, you can never, if you look at something, you're like, oh, gosh, I don't know. You probably need to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Find somebody else. Because, right. there, I mean, that's just how it is in life. There's ways to make things happen. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do absolutely. you, do you have a storefront? I do. It's right down the street. Okay. <laughs> well, where are so we right down, now? We're on, it's on Main Street. Downtown um, Cape. So right downtown Cape by the river. Um, and I remember when um, I got that storefront, actually one of my customers, whenever I, I actually opened up in Magnolias uh, with Renee, she's a friend of mine, and uh, one of my customers was like, you know, I know someone who has a little shop. He doesn't want anyone to know his name. I was like, oh, he sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I went down there and he was super nice. You know, he's an old guy and he's like, just don't use the bathroom a lot. I'm like, <laughs> noted. I got it. I will not be using the bathroom. <laughs> no problem. Um, but yeah, that's, I opened up my own little shop there. Um, the, you know, there's always curtains on there. So people are kind of trying to peek in. What is yeah. that? Um, but it's just, you know, very calm and quiet and chill. How long have you had that storefront? Gosh, and I got to think back. I think about. Six or seven years, awesome. a long time. Oh. Yeah, time has, it just flies. It flies. It does, man, it does. This year has flown. Yeah. Really I'm like, tell me about what it. in the world? Yeah. Place it's already in July. Yeah. Yes. It's July. Yeah. This pal- okay, this won't air in July, but <laughs> it's July. Right. We were filming yeah. in July. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so we follow your journey on Instagram with okay. your son and his autism diagnosis. Okay. So can you share a little bit about your um, reasoning to wanting to share that like publicly in your story? Can you dive into you that know a little what? bit? I did not. Ha- I have just like a business Instagram. And then um, one day I was like, you know what? I I think I'm going to I'm going to create an Instagram page that's about me, but mainly dedicated to him. You know, I include my daughter sometimes. Right, right. Uh, so it doesn't look like I'm some weird parent yeah. who's only got one child, but <laughs> yeah. I have two. Um, and my husband kind of uh, encouraged me to do it because when we first found out he was diagnosed, it was really hard. Yeah. And I almost feel like crying. No, <laughs> no, no. Let it go. Have tissues. Yeah. Have tissues over everything. We'll cry with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How old is he? He's four. He okay. just turned four actually on Saturday. Aww. And so like the little guy he is now, whenever he was diagnosed, I didn't think he would be like so quick. Aww. Makes Aww. so much sense. Yeah. Hold on. Let me breathe. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Take a moment. Take a moment. <laughs> yeah. But I think what it is, is like when you have a baby, you think this baby is going to be like everybody else's baby. Mm-hmm. It's going to be perfect. And your whole life is just going to be this little sunshine and rainbows, but you have to realize like, it's okay. Like it's okay if you're not just like everyone else's family. Absolutely. And so my, my brain was like, I want to make up, I want to create an Instagram page. I'll just do it quietly. <laughs> um, and if people stumble, it's yeah. okay um, to tell them it's okay to be different, you yeah. know? And a lot of people um, that I know, they, they post on Facebook and you think everyone's perfect. And I just want them to see that that's not what the real so the reality the reality is yeah. that you know sometimes you may you may be a little different and you may have to celebrate holidays a little different you may have you may not have to be around a ton of people there's there's so much that goes into being or being an autistic parent but um so I so anyways I started that page and I just share like kind of his journey uh-huh because every everyone on the spectrum has their own journey and they're all different although there's so many similarities of diagnosing someone who's autistic. Yes. And, yes. And the process was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is terrifying because you don't know what to expect. You don't, no one can tell you like what's going to happen to your child. And the big thing that um, my family always talks about is like when you go out in public, you can't see that my child's autistic. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you look at him, yep. You're he like, doesn't look different. People no. are always walking up to him because, you know, he's so cute. He, he, is, adorable. <laughs> he is adorable. They're always talking to him, hi. And he'll kind of like just look away and just be doing his own thing. Um, and I, I, I used to bother me. I used to be like, oh, he, he can't talk or he can't do this. And then I think it, it took about six months of just learning about autism, being a parent and getting the groove. And I'm one of those people... I, I don't really get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be like, this is my autistic child. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, we're going to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Roll with the punch. We just rolled with it. Um, but I, t- I talk about like his journey of how he got diagnosed. How uh, old was he when, when you got the diagnosis? He was two years and four months. Okay. So um, a lot of um, other autistic moms know it's a, a it's a long journey. Like, Process. You, like you have to be on a wait list, and which is re- is really sad to me because I feel like you can diagnose a child um, at like a year old. Yeah. I, I believe I yes. believe you can, 
Um, but there's actually research coming out about how they're trying to change mm-hmm. standards mm-hmm. of when they really they get diagnosed because yeah. early intervention is my thing. My really son is. is autistic and he's 20. Okay. Um, and he was diagnosed at 18 months. Okay. Um, and then Rory, her brother, who is how old is Max? Um, he just turned 33. He's autistic. Oh, so oh we're all. I mean, so that was um, he got diagnosed. It wasn't until the age of 12 or 13. But I mean, that was back in the okay. the 90s, early yeah. 2000s, and yeah. it's crazy how much it's changed. It has changed since so much. then, and I think it's because people don't talk about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. people are scared to be like, "My child's autistic," because yeah. it's like a plague or something. Oh my God! Right, I I, I should be scared. I always when people say, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Yeah, I'm like, "Don't be sorry." Yeah, like, right. my kid is so great. Like he's so awesome and funny and. All these things, so I can yeah. totally relate on that. So your story is like super inspiring, and Aww. I think that you know, as it's becoming more common now. Um, I know when my son was diagnosed, it was like one in one hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, I think and it's like I, one in thirty-six or something. Yes, really. So yeah, yeah, boys, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Do you think it's stuff. just that we're more aware now, or do you think like we're actually getting more kids to have it? I think. I think that there, because there's more, I would say more aware for sure. People are talking about it more. Mm-hmm. They're making it more normal to be okay with talking about it. Absolutely. And so a lot of times I think people hide it. I almost, I, I know so many people who are trying to hide that their child's autistic. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, don't do that because then it makes it harder for that child yeah. to feel like they're accepted, mm-hmm. you know? And you want, everyone wants their child to feel like, even though they're not playing with the, someone else, they can play beside them and feel like that's just who they are. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I do think that's what it is. I think there is a lot of undiagnosed people out mm-hmm. there. Um, I agree. And totally I totally agree. When you're yeah. a mom or if you work with autistic people, you can be in public and be like, okay. It, they, I mean, obviously. An you can pick up on it a little. Because you can see like certain little things that uh-huh. are just little um, little quirks or yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, I've got a little Instagram. I've gotten actually a lot of followers randomly. <laughs> um, and I've had a lot of parents reach out to me and say, So, like, see, that shows yeah. you that, yeah, just putting I, yourself out there. I haven't there. posted anything in a while because um, my son has been on this, like, really, and I need to post um, big progression. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing a lot of work with him uh, personally. Mm-hmm. And so... My brain is like, okay, I just got to keep going. Yeah. You know, because you want to just keep You're in that working. mom mode. I've when been you in that momentum. Yeah. You just yeah. Keep... I've been in that momentum. Um, but when I first started it, uh, it was in the thick of, you know, all right. the things. So if you, if any moms are listening and they have like a recently diagnosed um, child with autism, what piece of advice can you give them? One piece of advice. You know, I wish somebody would tell me that, would have told me that. Being autistic um, doesn't mean, like, I wish someone would have told me it's not about trying to cure your child. Mm -hmm. You can't, like, you are autistic, you are born that way, and it's okay. And I think I I didn't know, I I did not know that what autism was. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when they told me, I was thinking it was this thing that is just going to you know, my son is not going to be okay. And I was terrified. And I think about all the journey of kind of this isolation. Like as a parent, you feel so isolated. Like you can't go to restaurants. You can't do all these things because you're so scared 
of someone looking at you or mm-hmm. thinking your child's being bad when they're really just having sensory overload. Right. Um, so I wish someone would have told me, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. And they're going to they're think they're going to be who they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And that is okay. It's yeah. okay for them to be who they are. Can I go on a rant? Yes, yeah, please. I'm so a rant sick away. and tired of people um, photographing kids in public melting down mm-hmm. because yeah. of the kids that have autism. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. do not know that by just looking at them. You don't know right. if it's a tipper exactly. tantrum or if it's sensory overload. And I and they post it and, the, and these parent these kids need whipped and they need. I don't care. Even if it's a neurotypical kid, I right. don't care. Yeah, stop photographing kids in public i really stop videoing kids having meltdowns in public and trying to shame parents you have no clue what those kids are going absolutely always a big pet peeve of mine um that's such a violation of privacy too it really is kind of minding your own business doing your trying to do your own thing and the eye rolls and i especially when you have a kid with autism that does have sensory problems going through the the supermarket is Uh difficult and that's where the isolation comes in where we're like we don't we don't want to take them to the store because what if, you know? Well, and now so, you have curbside yeah. and all that. So it, yeah. life's changed it, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah. No, for 100%. sure. Life's changed a lot yeah. with that. But I used to put, because um, Lyndon had autism, I used to put a vest on him, a sensory vest. He did? Yeah. Did not did. Yeah. So I put a sensory vest on him because when people saw the vest, they were way more empathetic okay. to him because they could see it. Okay. And because oh, so he had a big problem with lights and flickering and all uh-huh. that kind of stuff. And, and I just, it's so sad, but you did what you had to do to get by. Because right, I was yeah. like, I don't want to deal with the eye rolls. I would leave crying. People oh, would yes. come and ask me, are you his mother? Because I couldn't calm him down. You know, and I'm like, it's just ridiculous. People need Sometimes, to stay in their yeah, lane. For yeah. sure. So like, just stop. Oh, just stop. Anyway. See, whenever, so Elijah's four. Yeah. So the past, I would say from the age 18 months to two and a half was really hard. Yeah. yeah. Because he, I feel like that's when he started showing signs of being autistic. Mm-hmm. So that's when, and that was around the time of diagnosis. So going to the store was really hard. Yeah. Doing all these things was really hard. The most smallest thing was hard. Yes. And I think that's why I wanted to cry earlier. Yeah. Not because it's so different. I mean, I'm, I 100% love my little autistic man. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> we know about that. But it's the struggle of he's he's new to being autistic. Yeah. Like he's new to realizing all these senses coming at him, you know? And so it's hard for the parents too, because you have to watch your, your little baby yeah. being like, oh gosh, you know, I don't know how to tell you that the lights are too bright yeah, or that I'm cold or, you know, things yeah. like that. No. Um, and so when we're out in public, at first it would make me feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. and I would cry, Yeah, you know? I wouldn't get sleep and I'd end up, I'd go to work and I'd be, and you know, customers would not know that yeah. I look like, trash for no yeah. <laughs> I would be like but all my customers know I'm silly so I'll be like sorry I look like trash today and it's okay and most of the time they're like oh god thank god I don't have to look great yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know I always apologize sorry I, know, I, I don't less, but, I know. but in public Bruce was I, I I don't know like my husband when I see him in public like I just feel now he that makes me want to cry I just yeah. feel very proud that he's my husband yeah because he is so calm yeah but he's so stern and he always has the right words and he always educates mm. people everywhere we go. Yeah. And I'm like, because we're too, I think the moms, we are too emotional <laughs> we and are. we're so, so protective. Yeah. And it's like, get away from my yes. baby. Right. Like, you know, and we'll, we will attack. Like mama bear. Yeah. Mode. But yes. he will stop people and he'll tell them Good. and explain to them, you know, 
he's autistic. This is how his brain works. Yeah, I love um, that. And he, and he just goes into depth. And I'm like, I didn't know you knew that. Go Daddy Bruce. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, incredible. For, how incredible for your son to have two amazing cheerleaders yeah. like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like advocating for him. We talk about it all the time. I, I don't. And it, it makes me. I think we always think a lot about like it's so important to have that team at home. Like, even if you feel isolated, you need, you have to, like, push through it for your little person. Yeah. You know, and you need, you need, like, your husband or maybe your mom or somebody. You have to be okay with saying, hey, I need help. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's yeah. hard. But not everybody has help. No. No. Right. Not everyone does. <laughs> um, I know there's a lot of people who have, like, grandmothers and whatever. You know, we don't really have a lot of help. But we, we balance our life out to make it work. We, we're very tired. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we all need naps. Yeah, but some but I think if you just really think with that that glass, you know, being half full in a type of way, yeah. You can try to like sometimes we're like, Oh my god, I don't think we're gonna make it and then the next day you're like, Yeah, we made it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and celebrate those victories. Yeah, we too. celebrate everything. Like we'll be like like just honestly before I came here, this is gonna sound weird. Yeah. I can't go to the bathroom alone, uh-huh. you know, so I'm on the toilet. Because <laughs> the kids are coming. Look, yeah, okay, I'm on it. the toilet, and Elijah's coming in there. I think he always knows where I'm going. Uh-huh. I'm like oh, yeah. his security blanket, and uh-huh. he's, you know, he doesn't give a whole lot of eye contact. He does for Bruce, though. Um, but I'm on the toilet, and he's looking at me, and he's going. And then he just smiles really big, and then this is how he gives kisses. He'll give me his forehead. Oh, sweet. It's so moments. It it really is. And it's, I think, there's something about, you know, there's people always think, you know, I'm an autistic parent. There's, I can't do this, and this isn't happening. But there are things that, you know, other people don't get that they, that sweet moment of, you savor those yes. just a like, little bit deeper. You, you think of things a little bit differently. Like mm-hmm. you just love super hard yeah. all those little bitty things. Yeah, oh, yeah. It changes your expectations. It, it absolutely it, it wipes them away me as a parent. Yeah. I did. I always said that Lyndon taught me pure love because you didn't have the expectation anymore of okay, they're gonna go to college or they're gonna go yes. be this or they're gonna go be that. It yeah. was just right now, yep. this moment, and that's it. There's no more expectations. And I think that's probably the biggest gift you can get as a parent is to delete expectations of your kid Absolutely. and just love them. Who that is are. so true. Mm-hmm. I, I talk about that on one of my Instagram videos about holidays and things like that. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's okay if your child doesn't want to sit and have their picture taken in front of a bunch of family members right. or sit and eat what everyone else is eating. Yeah. You, I mean, you should see me. Like, I've gone to weddings bringing chicken nuggets. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, what yeah. And, and you know what? Like, I get looks all the time. Yeah. Sometimes it'll get to me a little bit, but, you know, and I, that's why I want to talk about autism. Yes. Because yes. I, want, I don't want people every day looking at your child, like, and just stop it. You know, I mean, we're like, all trying. Yes. Like, we don't need your judgment. You know, yes. if you're like, you're seeing somebody walking with chicken nuggets, that's what kind of day it is. Okay? Right. We yes. don't need you to be judging right. us right now. We so. don't. And and I really wish people would, you know, talk to their kids about uh, other kids that are different. Yeah. Yes. They and may, like, like, they may you, not look different, yeah. but they're different. When you look at somebody's life, like, if I look at your life, I see, like, 0.01% of yeah, your entire so life true. and people don't know the whole story mm-hmm. and there's so much more than just 
the 30 seconds that you see of me and my child and their chicken nugget. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. For sure. That is so true. Yes. And pointing out um, like they don't look different um, and having like the looks and the stares. And so I relate to you like big on that. Having an adult autistic child, you know, he has a full beard, but he yes. loves to swing. Yeah. So when we would go to like Melena's playground and he would like, you know, He's swinging and next to the little kids, and then I'm getting, like, all the, like, people are looking at him. That's going to be hard. And I'm just, like, I mean, it made me just put in a swing set at my house, like a big one, yeah. so that he could swing. Yeah. So it's just those things. So I love that we're bringing awareness um, just so people can just relate to that and not be so judgmental. And the adults are such another conversation because yeah. they really are forgotten at yeah. a certain point. They're just kind of off services, out of school, everything yeah. else. And that was my biggest worry as well. It's like, OK, mm-hmm. they're, pe- people tend to be more empathetic to kids for sure. Yes, that's But true. what happens when they become an adult? How do they have purpose in life? How yeah. Do they, yeah. Yep. That's true. All of it. That, and that's one of the things we we think about all the time. I know, you know, because no one can tell you. No, you your don't. Child's gonna be. Yeah, you have no idea. Yeah, you you don't know. You just all. I I tell myself all the time. Okay, I'm just gonna work super hard. Right. We're gonna put it at a hundred percent. One day and at we'll a time. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> one day at a time. So, let's. This is a good segue into the next question. If you've had one neurotypical child, right? Okay. So for somebody who's got already a neurotypical child, they're kind of coming up against this now. They're newly diagnosed. What advice would you give them, kind of how parenting is going to be different for this child versus their what they're used to, what they're neurotypical? Well, I'll tell you, it's a it's kind of like a balance being. Yeah. Um, because, you know, well, my oldest daughter, my daughter, I don't have no other daughter, but <laughs> your <laughs> oldest child, my oldest child, she's 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a huge gap, uh, yeah. 11 years. But raising her and now raising, you know, my four year old who's autistic. It is completely different. Yeah. I will say that. It is. Right. But you have to balance out. Like, I I have to make sure I'm giving her equal attention, mm. but it is different attention, different yeah. types of attention. Yeah. You know, with an autistic child, you know, sometimes you lean into feeling like you have to give more attention. You have to you have to do more. So what I do is I'll I'll take Aaliyah and I will go ahead and try to like be like, oh, well, maybe we could do this and include her with Elijah. So a lot of the times it's like I'm doing both, but no one's left out kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. say say you have a child who's four and you're one who's neurotypical, and then you just have another child and they're autistic mm-hmm. and they're they have a closer gap. That's going to be even harder because obviously a 15 year old wants to sit in the room for a little bit, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. look at their phone, yeah. Um, but that would be harder. So I mean, the only way I could see doing it would be trying to include both, which would be very hard. Um, but balancing it, okay, we're going to do this for, you know, one, and then we're going to do this for the other. Um, what even about like your, we talked about expectations a little bit, but how do you as a mom handle, you know, you only know one type of parenting. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. That way. That's what I mean. Um, yeah. So when it, gosh, and I remember just finding out when Elijah was autistic, you know, I immediately just went to doing my research. I joined um, autism mom groups, right. um, so I can learn as much as what other people learned, right. um, just so I could figure out how to, how do I parent an autistic child? Because parenting a neurotypical child, you know, I feel like there's a, there's, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything that's going to be wrong. So no, 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 no. Just tell and me the story. Everybody <laughs> has some dang grace because we're yeah. all saying stuff that's wrong. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. Come on. Because <laughs> every child, I feel like 
every child's born and yeah. that's just their little personality that right. it's going to be. Right. You know, I, I, I personally feel like no matter what you do, this is going to be their little personality. You're going to gear it towards certain directions and they're going to take the wheel. Okay. Yeah. So um, I will say it was easier with my neurotypical daughter. Right. Um, it, it just was. It is. Right. Because like, for instance, feeding her. Now for Elijah, the hardest thing of our entire day is feeding him. Mm. He cannot do textures and yeah. mainly the sight. Like he will look at something and go, like, yeah. <laughs> like he, he will literally throw up at the sight of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and, no. and we got to be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for Aaliyah, it was the whole, you know, baby led weaning worked out perfect. You know, fed her what we fed her, what we ate. Yeah. All the things that every typical parent would be doing. And you think, oh, yeah, you know, I'm breastfeeding. I'm, I'm feeding them what I eat. I'm, I'm doing the blender. For an autistic child, you have to know that if you're about to have an autistic child, what's going to happen is you may try baby led weaning. You may try breastfeeding. You may try all the things that people make you think is the right thing to do, and it may not work. Yeah. And it's okay. Yep. Yep. If you cannot breastfeed, you give that baby what's, yeah. what's going to make you, them better. You have to, you if, have to find You have your, to find, your and it's going to take, you got to find your normal. That's exactly it. Our normal is our normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sometimes you might have to say, I'm sorry, we can't go to that birthday party. Yeah. yeah. But, but we would love to, like, go, and you get know. Support. And get support. And yeah. immediately. Yeah. So, for for instance, like, um, this past year, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, invited us to a birthday party, and I knew Elijah was just... The, that whole month, he was just like, you know, right. I was like, I don't think he's going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> he, you know, he, the last time he went to a birthday party, he, he was doing great. And then he took all the shoes and threw them up in the air. I was like, oh, um, time God. to go. Yeah. And everyone was like, he was great. I was like, I know. Yeah. And I can plan things too you and be like, it. oh, tomorrow is great, but it depends on what mood he wakes up in. Yeah. If yeah. I'm going to be there or not, or yeah. if he's going to, like, you just don't know. And that's one of the things, like, I think. A lot of things that do with my job, like I can kind of predict what a bride is wanting just by reading her face, yeah. which is really weird. Yeah, no. <laughs> but a lot of my customers tell me, you know what, Nicole? Like I'm scared because I don't know you. Right. So a lot of times I'm just like, this is what we're going to do. You you tell me if if you don't want to do it, if I need to make it tight or loose or whatever, and I can kind of predict what they want. Mm -hmm. um, and I do that with my child. Oh, yeah. So I, you got to do, especially a child who's not speaking, Yeah. Um, you kind of have to read their body language. Mm -hmm. um, and then, for example, for school, like a neurotypical child, you could give them cereal or send them to school. They'll eat cereal there. For my son, so he started preschool this past year, mm -hmm. only two hours a day. But just to get him to do two hours a day, what I have to do is a lot. So mm -hmm. I have to wake up at 6 a.m. before he wakes up. I have to make sure he has slept a certain amount of hours. I have to prepare. I have to feed him before he goes because he will not eat if there's people around. Mm -hmm. Something about all the people and the lights are distracting for him. Yep. Um, so he'll. the teachers tell me, he'll just sit there and kind of play and, and the food, and blah, blah, blah. you know, which is fine. Yeah. I'm like, that's okay. I'm going to set him up. You know, so there's a lot of things you have to do. Um, just to prepare your child to make sure they're regulated. Yeah. Um, sleep, eating. But anyways. Um, so it, change your expectations change, of what change that your, looks like. Change your expectations and then just know that you're going to have a breakdown. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have a breakdown. Yeah. Don't we? Yeah, all? you will. You're going to have a mental breakdown. Just melt but, down with them. Yeah. yeah. Just like true. <laughs> but no, you got you just got to snap out of it. Yeah. You've got somebody who really needs their mama. Yeah. They depend on you. They depend so on you. Much. So, and I think that's whenever I have a breakdown, I kind of think of all those little fun moments that um, when he just had a little progression. Um, like I have video on video one time of him saying, I love you. Ugh. And so <laughs> that'll get you. Yeah. So I save all those, these little video clips. Play them. Um, yeah. and like I, and the reason why I take so many dang pictures yeah. is because when I have those moments, I look back at those and I'm like, heck yeah, I'm a kick-ass mom, yeah. you know, like, and, and we're doing this, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I would say just have little reminders, lose the expectations and just go with the flow with your baby. Yeah. Go with the flow with the baby or, or your toddler or, or your grown child. Right. You know, because. It's amazing. Otherwise, you're just going to be really upset all the time. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. So. so it is very lonely being a mom in general. Is the loneliness different being the mom of a special needs child? It is. Um, it's. Like I said before, isolating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, a, I, I know a lot of people. Like I know a lot of people and I have a lot of friends that, you know, I enjoy talking to. But if any, but the people who really know me know I don't just, honestly, I would not, I don't just go to lunch with anybody. Like I don't, I value my time differently mm-hmm. because I know I have a son at home that needs every minute that he can to progress and learn. Yeah. And before that, you know, with my neurotypical daughter, I could just take her to lunch with me. I could pop her on my lap. She'll eat her little snacks and do whatever. But because my son, I'm still learning, and he's still learning about his sensories and all these things going on with himself. Um, I tried not to just, ah, and, and it's probably probably not the best thing to do. I try not to share everything about myself with just anybody. Yeah. Um, which is weird because I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> but, you know, in a personal setting to where you're taking time away from your child. Yes. Right. Um, because I value my time so much because I know that each hour that I'm with him, I can be doing something to help him in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes, like, as a mom with a neurotypical child, you're like, oh, I've got it forever. Oh, I've got everything's going just as planned, blah, blah, blah. But when you have an autistic child, um, your brain thinks, if I go and have lunch with, I don't know. Someone said. Susie. Susie. <laughs> Susie. Yeah. no Susie's. <laughs> Actually, my mom's name's Sue. But, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm like, what? Um, if I go have lunch with Susie and he didn't, you know, have his nap or eat enough before I go, um, is he going to have, you know, and I don't like to say meltdown. Um, I try to call it, um, you know, just an overly expressive moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. want to stereotype it. But if he's, you know, feeling sensory over- overload and irregulated, I'm going to feel guilty the whole time I'm gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I try to spend most of my time with him, which is not, I know that's not okay. Um, but there's a, there's a balance you need to have. Like, as a mom, you need to have self-care and things like that but a lot of times as an autistic mom you don't you just don't get that mm-hmm. because of that feeling of regret like the yeah. mom guilt I, mom the guilt mom is a big is like when you have a neurotypical child you have mom guilt everybody has mom guilt yeah but when you have an autistic child that guilt is just like 
times two because you know that every moment is so precious. Like you don't have a lot of time. <laughs> I've been through a lot of therapy. Okay, yeah. so here we go. Therapy. Yeah, my uh, we. Here's one thing I we really discovered. So. Lucy, I'm her mother. I get to be her mom. Oof, I might cry. Ooh, okay. Oh, oh, that was hot. And she's so cute. I would all her picture. But with uh, Lyndon, when you have an autistic child, you are more of an extension of them than you are their mom. Like, you're their left arm. Mm-hmm. They need yeah. you for everything. And yep. so it's been so different to see both of them, of how I actually get to parent her. I'm not her left arm. She can do things on her own, and, you know, she's fully capable but Lyndon was, a, it's your piece. Like I do, you are just yep. another part of their body. Yep. And so I think that guilt is so, screams yeah. so loud when it's somebody much. needs you to be their left arm. Absolutely. Yeah, there we go. And, you, and it's hard <laughs> to explain that to someone who doesn't, doesn't have an autistic child. Oh yeah, it's not even, it, I don't know if it is explainable. And, and I think about this all the time. I, a lot, none, like really none of my like, close friends have autistic children yeah. I have one friend who just had a child and she just found out her child's autistic yeah and I've been like okay this is what we need to do right right oh yeah old you yep. know but she doesn't live near me. right so um and there's nothing wrong with having friends who don't have autistic children right because we all experience it hard things yeah the same but just in a way when you have I don't want to say in the same way that's not true um, we're both experiencing hard things. Yes, but I always it's hard say to explain being a, it. Being a mom is hard. Being, being a mom is being a special yes. needs mom is twice as hard. It is. You know, it just is. It's motherhood compounded. It is. And I think it's, it's because when you're an autistic mom or a special needs mom, you understand, like, because you felt it, you go, you lived it. Yeah. So you understand, man. I feel what you're going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You no, know, for sure. You see the whole world. In a very different yeah. way. Different. Yeah. It's different. it's a different world for sure. Yeah. Do you feel like you have the resources that you need with a child with special needs, or do you feel like you're you're missing something that you need? Um, I don't. I don't feel like I have the resources, and I I actually have talked about this with my husband. I wish I and I and he's like, well, you need to be the one to do it. I'm like, well, God. Yeah, I don't just want one it. more thing. I don't, don't want to be the one. I don't want to be the one. Can I just join somewhere? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so I live in Illinois, mm-hmm. and uh, when my son was 18 months old, he started early intervention because I suspected he was autistic when he was a year old. Yeah, I just knew at a year old, all of a sudden, before he was a year old, he was he was like ahead of my daughter, even wow. a neurotypical child, and. I mean, he was doing things. I thought he's a genius. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, he being autistic, yeah. you probably are a yeah. genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably just so specialized in a certain area. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was sitting up, he was walking, he was eating all the things. Yeah. He was giving eye contact, pointing. You would not have expected wow. anything. He, yeah. I mean, I have videos of him saying, um, "Cat that he called Bruce Cat Dad." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's probably like, I'm gonna what? call Bruce Cat. Yeah, you know that's what he called. Like he was talking, he was doing. And then when he was about 15 months old, and I even have pictures and video of where it, all of a sudden it just stopped. Um, 
I can just I look at it and I could see it. So have you ever been told that you that was regressive autism? Have they told um, you that? I was told um, at the Knights of Columbus where he was uh, yeah. diagnosed that that was every um, autistic child has a regression. OK. OK. And it could be when they're younger. Mm-hmm. It could, and so the lady, the specialist that we worked with, she said it could even be at five months old and you just didn't realize it. You didn't it. know it. Okay. So, um, as she said, for some kids, it's usually the toddler stage. Okay. You know, it's usually around 18 months. It's interesting. Cause yeah. I, yeah, there was, now it's probably changed, you know, in the past 10 years and all that stuff, but, um, used to be a regressive autism is kind of how they categorized it. Okay. So you, you were completely normal up until a certain point, then you regressed and you had this autism or... Like for Lyndon, it was from birth. That's I mean, how Caleb I, was. I knew birth. from birth. I knew. Yeah, I knew. He he always had sensory problems. He he did walk, and he was very much ahead of the curve on everything physical. But there was never eye contact. There was never pointing. There was never communication of any type. Um, so yeah, it's just okay. interesting how the journey even presents itself yeah. a lot it's, of the time. And I've noticed it's different for everyone. Yes. But what people don't realize is autism is different. Like a lot of people. Uh, like so, one person having autism may not be that autism for someone else because right. they may be diagnosed with something else. Yes, yeah. They may true. have 100%. several things plus autism. Yeah. Um, and so their experience is going to be completely different. Do you want me to just start reading? It? Um, so let's do. I'll kind of give an intro to it, and then we'll see it. So, um, for all the parents listening now that have special needs or getting that diagnosis, there's a poem that I found so helpful, and it's just about kind of knowing that you have a special needs kid, so Rory's going to read it. Welcome to Holland. When you're going to have a baby, it's like planning a fabulous vacation trip to Italy. You buy a bunch of guidebooks and make your wonderful plans. The Casaleum, the Michelangelo David, the gondolas in Venice. You may learn some handy phrases in Italian. It's all very exciting. After months of eager anticipation, the day finally arrives. You pack your bags and off you go. Several hours later, the plane lands. The stewardess comes on and says, welcome to Holland. Holland, you say? What do you mean Holland? I signed up for Italy. I'm supposed to be in Italy. All my life, I've dreamed of going to Italy. But there's been a change in the flight plan. They've landed in Holland and there you must stay. The important thing is that they haven't taken you to a horrible, disgusting, filthy place full of pestilence, famine, and disease. It's just a different place. So you must go out and buy new guidebooks, and you must learn a whole new language, and you will meet a whole new group of people you would have never met. It's just a different place. It's slower paced than Italy, less flashy than Italy, but after you've been there for a while and you catch your breath, you look around, and you begin to notice that Holland has windmills, and Holland has tulips, Colin even has Rembrandt's. But everyone you know is busy coming and going from Italy. And for the rest of your life, you will say, yes, that's where I was supposed to go. That's what I had planned. But if you spend your life mourning the fact that you didn't get to Italy, you may never be free to enjoy the very special, the very lovely things about Holland. Nicole, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. I know a lot of moms are really going to appreciate this insight. And it's been so helpful. No, yeah, thank you for having me. Honestly, um, God, I feel like crying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I I hadn't posted anything on my Instagram in so long because yeah. I've been so just trying hard for um, my my little guy's progression. And honestly, I 
We got you. I honestly feel like I wasn't. I was like, why am I doing this? I'm glad I came. Yeah. yeah. No, there's gonna be so many that are glad too. And I honestly don't even know if I had the right words, but I'm, I'm better than I have to think about. They're perfect. <laughs> we just need you. Um, but I, I feel like if I was to say anything, is just make sure you just advocate for your child. You know, my little guy. I'm, I'm still there. I'm still. He's not getting all the services he yeah. needs. It's a struggle. So I do a lot at home. Um, I took like a forty-hour course to learn how to all the that the speech pathologists are supposed to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I'm a seamstress trying to be a therapist. You'll be everything. Much. Yeah. Um, you wear all the hats. Yeah. You'll be everything. So I'll just hats. say, don't be afraid to wear all the hats. Yeah. And if you can't find the therapy, you could do it at home. You really can. Yeah. I mean, my my little guy is talking in sentences now. Yeah. Like, wow. And just a year ago, he wasn't. Yeah. But I bought all the toys that the therapist got. Yeah. I. I would go and look up, where'd you get that at? Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. no. I knew when he was three, he was going to age out. Yeah. And then I yeah. have to try to, and a lot of insurances don't cover ABA therapy. Yeah. Um, I don't even really know what it is still. <laughs> so I'm still learning as other people you know, right. probably are too. But you're yeah. doing a good job. Um, so I'm trying to do yes. it. You're doing Mom, a great job. job. We're Thank proud you. of you. Yeah, we're proud Thank of you. you. That's what Aaron taught us. <laughs> yeah, we're proud of you. Just on our last episode, oh we're proud, you. proud of you. <laughs> that's what we say. We're yeah, proud. We all started crying when she said, yeah. we're proud of you. are like, oh, yeah. God. And honestly, that's that's the best advice you could give someone. You know, be proud of yourself. Yeah. You know? Proud of you. You know, you're doing something. Yeah. It's better yeah. than nothing. Absolutely. All right. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. Hey guys, thanks for watching this episode from Show Me The Mommy Podcast. Go ahead and follow us on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Show Me The Mommy Podcast. You can keep up to date with every episode we release and new guests that are coming our way. See you guys soon.